Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hi YouTube, it's Joshua Miles and welcome back to my channel. I have a quick announcement for you which I don't think anyone's going to be too bothered about but I am cancelling slash stopping uh, the 12 Days of Christmas Street series um, just because um, at the moment it feels like I'm putting out videos for the sake of putting out videos and they're not to a standard of quality that I want to be uploading if that makes sense. Um, my goal is to be uploading much longer, longer, longer videos, more in-depth, complex cases, um, instead of doing these five-minute videos and uploading them just because I said that I have to every day for the 12 days of Christmas. We're going to try again, probably later this year, with a different series like this, but um, uh, for now, the 12 days of Christmas is over. 12 days of Christmastery is over, and uh, we're going to go into this case today, which is a as you can tell, a longer video. I hope nobody is too upset by that. I don't think anyone really is going to be. Don't forget, I am still uploading on my usual schedule now, so I'll be uploading a video on Sunday, and then have a conspiracy theory on next Wednesday, and then Sunday again for your true crime video. It just gives me more time to work on the videos, um, and to give more attention and research into the cases than I already do, because I really want to be making much, much longer videos more in-depth, like I've said, I just, I feel like making five-minute videos is, even though it's going over some of the cases, it's not going into enough depth, it's not going into enough anything, I just feel like it's a waste of time if we're not going to go into depth, you know? I'd just like to point out this video is not being made to us as respect or anything like that, it's just being made to spread awareness about this case by compiling information from various different public sources on the internet. Now with all that being said, let's delve into this video and have a look at this Curious Case episode. This is the Curious Case of Patricia Meehan. Thursday, April 20th, 1989, Peggy Bueller and her father were traveling westbound on Montana Highway 200 when they saw a vehicle driving towards them on the wrong side of the road. Fortunately, Peggy managed to swerve her car in the nick of time onto the shoulder, avoiding a head-on collision. However, just a few moments later, the car that was driving the wrong way crashed into the vehicle behind Peggy's. Once the initial shock wore off, an off-duty police officer called Carol Heats emerged from the car that was traveling behind Peggy's. Fortunately for Carol, she emerged completely unharmed. That is when the driver of the vehicle that was going the wrong direction got out of the car and walked over to Carol. According to Carol, the mysterious woman just stood there and stared at her. It was as if the woman was staring straight through her. The woman did not speak. Peggy Bueller quickly took her car and drove up to the scene of the crash to see what she could do to help. And she noticed a blonde woman climb a fence into a field and then watch the scene as if they were observing it. As I looked out across the accident, I noticed someone on the other side of the fence standing there like a spectator, not like a 
that it had happened to her. Peggy watched as the mysterious woman stood there for a few moments before the woman turned around and walked away into the empty field, vanishing into the night. Peggy immediately drove into the nearest town to call for the emergency services, while her father stayed with Carol at the scene of the accident. When police arrived at the scene, the unidentified female driver of the vehicle driving the wrong way down the highway was nowhere to be found. Using the number plate of the woman's car, police were able to identify the mysterious woman. This woman was revealed to be 37-year-old Patricia Meehan. Patricia Meehan had been born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Thomas and Dolly Meehan. Patricia then went on to attend college in Oklahoma and studied early child development as she wanted to pursue a career in daycare. However, in 1985, she actually gave up on that path and she decided to move to Bozeland, Montana, where she worked as a ranch hand. She told her family and friends that her love for animals was the reason for the sudden career change. Patricia had also been working a few odd jobs to be able to support herself financially. The last person to see Patricia before the accident was actually her landlord, who noted that she seemed very out of the ordinary and was overly hyper. In the search that immediately followed the crash, police found a trail of tennis shoe footprints in a field 0.75 miles away from the scene of the crash. Police followed the tracks, and due to the size of the shoe impression, they believed it to be the tracks of Patricia. They continued to follow the tracks until about 3 a.m. on April 21st, before finding that the tracks eventually just disappeared into the terrain. The search was then suspended until the following morning. Patricia's family quickly traveled to Montana, shortly after her disappearance, and when they got there, they handed out over 2,000 missing persons flyers throughout the Pacific Northwest. Scores of local volunteers searched and scoured the local mountains and fields for any sign of Patricia. They searched by foot, by horse, ATV, and even by air. Abandoned coal mines in the area and also cave systems were also searched, however, to no avail. No traces of Patricia were discovered. Strangely enough, the place where Patricia had crashed her car was actually 400 miles away from her home in Bosman and neither her family or her friends could explain why she had made a journey all the way out there and why she was in the area. Now let's get into a few of the police theories and speculation. The police initially theorized that Patricia had actually hitchhiked because they were on a highway um, after walking away from the scene of the crash into a nearby city. Or she stowed away on a nearby hay truck that had been parked about half a mile away from the scene of the crash. However, there is no evidence or sightings to support either of those theories. Patricia's mother claimed that Patricia had been experiencing depression and that she had been seeing a psychiatrist. Oddly enough, Patricia had scheduled an appointment for the morning of April 21st with her psychiatrist, which is the day after that she had the car crash and then disappeared. In her car, the police found a number of her belongings. Amongst those belongings was a camera. Patricia's family rushed to have the film developed and when they got it back, they found a photo on the camera which is truly haunting. It is a photo that is a self-portrait of Patricia that she took in the mirror. The last known photo of Patricia alive. This image is very, very eerie. From very early on in the case, police believe Patricia to have experienced some kind of amnesia. And this amnesia theory is actually the lead theory and the running theory in this case. Shockingly, there has been over 5,000 reported sightings of Patricia in the Pacific Northwest since her disappearance. Most notably was on May 4th, 1989, just 13 or 14 days after she disappeared. A police officer in Laverne, Minnesota had claimed to have seen Patricia in a local restaurant. According to this police officer, she sat inside the restaurant drinking water 
for five hours until the restaurant closed down. And then after that, she went to a nearby 24 hour diner. The next day on May 5th, 1989, there were two reported sightings of Patricia. The first was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the names of these places. In South Dakota, a waitress claimed to have seen Patricia dining inside of her truck stop diner, uh, drinking coffee from about midnight to 11.30 a.m. The second sighting of Patricia was in Murdoe, South Dakota. A waitress at a restaurant there claimed to have seen Patricia between the hours of 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. on that same day. And according to the waitress, she was actually in the company of a 30 to 40 year old male. 14 days after that sighting, Patricia was then seen reportedly by another waitress, but this time at a restaurant near Patricia's home in Bosman. The waitress claims that Patricia came into the restaurant in a hurry, ordered food in a hurry and ate it down in a hurry, claiming that she had to be going shopping at 9am and it was urgent that she had to be there at 9am. Another waitress at the same diner claims that Patricia seemed very, very disoriented and that she was even talking to herself. That same week, there was an unconfirmed sighting of Patricia at a horse auction in Billings, Montana. Over two weeks later, on May 30th, 1989, a woman that resembled Patricia was seen by a passing truck driver on Interstate 90 in rural Washington. The truck driver offered Patricia a ride, but she declined. After that, another motorist offered to give her a lift. However, she declined this also and said that her car had broken down and that she was walking into town to find and use a phone. The next week, there was another reported sighting of Patricia in Tacoma, Washington. A Port of Tacoma employee claimed to have seen Patricia at a truck stop on Interstate 5, asking for directions to Aberdeen. This is the Aberdeen in Washington, not the Aberdeen in Scotland. By June of 1989, over 25 sightings of Patricia had been reported, however only three of them had been confirmed by the police. Many of the reported sightings of Patricia were made throughout the Pacific Northwest, primarily at truck stops between Montana and Seattle. Due to the reported sightings, Patricia's family actually traveled over 8,000 miles in the search for Patricia. They traveled all over Northwest America in the hopes that they might find her. But sadly and unfortunately, to no avail. On June 27th, 1989, there was another alleged sighting of Patricia in Great Falls, Montana, just one week after she was reportedly seen in Washington. However, this sighting was later confirmed to have actually been a sighting of a woman who was a truck driver that looked very similar to Patricia. On August 30th, 1990, a woman who was described to be transient was arrested by the police for littering. The woman bore an uncanny resemblance to Patricia and due to this uncanny resemblance, the arresting officer arrested her thinking that she was in fact Patricia. On September 1st, 1990, the woman appeared in court where she claimed that she was actually a missionary who was traveling between Washington and Montana. The woman was then further confirmed to have not been Patricia through the use of fingerprint analysis. The police told media that the woman looked very, 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 very similar to Patricia and her voice even sounded like Patricia's. Now let's talk about a few of the theories in this case. One theory states that the car crash was some kind of an attempted suicide. And the reason that she stared at the driver so weirdly and strangely was because it was her way of processing that she was still alive. She then walked away and committed suicide some other way or simply succumbed 
and to her environment. And all the other sightings were just because she had very generic and common facial features and facial structure, meaning her facial structure was average. Another theory is that after the crash, she did actually hitchhike to a nearby city where she assimilated into the homeless population. It is then suggested that she could have been taken advantage of, which is very possible considering she would be called a high-risk case due to her transient state and bad mental health. According to this theory, it is extremely likely that she is actually an unidentified Jane Doe case. Patricia Meehan would be 66 years old today, and we can only hope that she is alive and well and maybe one day reunites with her family, or that for her family, closure is found. Thank you so much for watching this episode this final episode in my 12 days of Christmas Mystery series, um, ending on like, I don't even know what day it is. Um, I am uploading again on Sunday, which has been my normal Curious Case episode, which hopefully will be a lot longer. I'm really, really trying to get at least 10, 15 minutes long, if not longer, hopefully aiming for longer videos. I'm s again, I'm sorry that I had to end this series so soon. I just would rather put more time and resources into researching and you know, making the videos than having to put out a new video every single day. It's, I mean, not only are the videos not coming out at top quality or anything like that, it's, um, is very, very draining on me as well. After this video, we're returning back to my usual schedule, which is two videos a week, one on Wednesdays and one on Sundays. The Sunday video is my usual true crime video, which I'm hoping to be at least 10 to 15 minutes at a minimum. And then, you know, as long as I can, I wanna go really in depth, like I've said. Um, and then Wednesday videos is, it, I started off doing conspiracy theory videos, but it might just turn out to be anything. It's just whatever I feel like doing on a Wednesday, I guess. So that means there will be a new video on Sunday for you um, at 8 p.m. UK time. So don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell icon so you can be notified every time I post. Now, with all that being said, the series over, let's all chillax, get a cup of tea, and get ready for Sunday's case because it is gonna be a big one. I'll see you in the next video. On September 1st, 1990, the woman... Have you made the switch to Nick's? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.